Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome to another edition of the Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy McCarthy, and you can follow me on my social media, Instagram and Twitter accounts, at McCarthy 74 Our special guest is A-Rogue and Cork Senior Ladies footballer Emer Scally this week, who previews this weekend's TG Carr All-Ireland LGFA semi-final with me, the Crow Park. We'll also hear from Cork Camogie Intermediate Captain Ashling Maloney and manager Mark McCarthy following their narrow defeat to Kilkenny and exit from this year's championship. It's been a hugely successful couple of weeks for the Cork LGFA underage teams. On today's episode, we'll hear from minor manager Joe Carroll, under-16 manager Dennis Mulvihu and under-14 manager Lisa Walsh. That's all to come on this week's Women in Sport podcast. Emer Scally returned to the Cork Inter-County Senior setup following a sabbatical late last year. Since then, the Aerog forward has made her mark in Efi Fitzgerald's full forward line, assuming free-taking responsibilities in the absence of an injured Orla Finn. I spoke to Emer about returning to play for Cork, and we also looked ahead to this weekend's All-Ireland semi-final clash with me. OK, it's a real treat to have Cork senior footballer Emer Scally with us on this week's uh, Women in Sport podcast from the Big Red Bench. Emer, welcome along. Thanks very much, sir. Now, you're quite busy at the moment, so I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule, but it's not just football at the moment. You're also very busy doing another job. <laughs> yeah. Um, throwing a big old baby shower there for my teacher Lane today. So she's um, she's expecting her first now um, uh, along there now in the next couple of weeks. So we're we're very much family-oriented in, in my family, so it's nice to, nice to have things outside of football too. Uh, fair play. This isn't a budding career or anything, no. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, next time, ask me how it went, and I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do a follow-up podcast on it. But good luck to your sister and everything with that. Um, football matters. Cork are back in another All Ireland semi-final, which is fantastic news for ladies' football. Um, but for yourself, you came into the panel late this year. Um, it can't have been easy when you hadn't been involved for a while the match sharpness is clearly back but how hard have you found it to regain that match match sharpness um yeah it was definitely tough um like i suppose i i hadn't really played any football since i suppose february or march from 2020 um i was a little bit injured at the start of the football year last year and then obviously i took time out um which was the best thing i definitely did for me i just wasn't enjoying football and um, I guess a lot of what came back to me was we're always telling young kids when we're talking to them and coaching them that the first first thing football needs to do or be is to be fun. And for me at the time, it wasn't fun anymore. And you know what? I'm thoroughly enjoying it this year. So it was just a matter of taking a break. But um, I suppose I, I kept relatively fit, just going out for a couple of runs and... Um, doing a bit of gym work, I suppose I was always going to come back into football, so I didn't want to start at absolutely nothing. And um, Brian, our own SNC coach with our own lady football, definitely helped me along there for the first couple of months of this year doing our own training. So I was happy enough to come back into the course stuff then, knowing that I wasn't going to be completely behind, but I was worried about the sharpness, but that gradually came. And I suppose a couple of tough sessions there um, with Cork over over a period of four or five weeks definitely helped me along so I, I definitely feel a lot more comfortable now Yes and not alone all of that Eber, um the fact that Orla Finn suffered an unfortunate injury the fact that Darren O'Sullivan is returning from injury herself the free taking and the scoring um, the bulk of the scoring has, has rested on your shoulders but you seem to be enjoying that extra responsibility Yeah 
yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess I always would have been taking frees there for the likes of UL and and Aero there growing up. And I was always out with, with Finn and a couple of other players there throughout the course set up this year. And we're always out half an hour beforehand practicing frees because, look, as he said, you don't know what's going to happen. And unfortunately, Finn, Finn has picked up an injury and... Hopefully she'll be back as soon as possible. But look, it is probably a, a bit more of a confidence boost if you can get one or two maybe easy freeze at the start of the game just to kind of get yourself into it. Um, but look, I don't mind. There's plenty of girls there who can kick a ball over the bar, but I, I don't mind taking on the extra responsibility if it helps. Now, please don't take this the wrong way, but okay. he said... You're one of the older players in what is quite a young forward line, and you're not old yourself. But you see the likes of Cy Volieri, you see the likes of Katie Quirk, you see the likes of your your own teammates, Maeve Callan, Maeve Callan, and the and and the Cleary, and the other players. Like, is it is it is it a kind of a shock for somebody like you who's been involved in so much with Cork Ladies football down through the years, and the fact that you still have a lot of mileage left in the tank, but that these young players now are coming in and you know, you're responding as one of the elder players in the panel. I'm choosing my words carefully here. But that you, you've become a leader whether you wanted to or not. That a lot of these younger players are looking up to the likes of you and Orla Finn and Darren O'Sullivan and those types of players. I mean, do you feel that extra responsibility? Is it something that you find yourself doing when you're talking to the younger girls that are making their debuts at senior level? Um, I guess, yeah, no, that's an interesting one. And I'll, yeah, no, um, I suppose the fact that I've been in the panel since I've been maybe 17 and I'm 24 now I probably would almost call myself one of the older ones in the sense that I've been there for a while now but um, I definitely don't feel like as if I have to lead or anything like that I think it comes naturally to a lot of people and there's probably something I harp on about no matter what panel I'm in is that like if you're on the panel then you're good enough to be in there and that you should be able to take on the responsibility that you are able to I know the likes of Sive, the likes of Katie, they're players I'm looking up to. You know, I don't feel like I need to be telling them what to do by any means. I definitely welcome them talking to me and saying, look, I think you need to add, add this into your game. It might just improve things. Um, I think that's a great thing with our team at the moment and it's something we're happy not about is that that we're able to, you know, give each other constructive feedback. Um, I know there's a lot of young girls there if you're talking about the likes of Sive, Sive and Emma Cleary and Katie Quirk, do you know, I think John Cleary there, um, I'm lucky to know him from a long time ago, do you know, growing up in the same club, but I know he had um, a couple of years there with the minors and he brought through a great number of girls that could transition onto the onto the Cork panel and I know he would have aided into them, so to say, that, you know, that they're well able no matter what the age. So I think they came in to the senior panel like in a very professional manner and a very mature way. So um you know, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be worried about what age they are at all, but they've they've fit in seamlessly with the group. Well said. Um semi final in Chewham against me, the team that Cork faced earlier in the year in, in Burren County Offaly and won by two points, but without being smart Cork were fortunate to win by two points on that day Eamon Murray has this team primed he has them going for the full 60-70 minutes whatever's involved they have a set way of playing where they get numbers behind the ball and they break at pace so you know what's coming Cork knows what's coming Efi knows what's coming how difficult a task is this going to be um, 
especially considering how close Mead got to you the last time. Yeah, no, geez, absolutely. I suppose the, the last day, I think people are only kind of starting to take note of Mead. Um, they're, well, not everyone, obviously. I think the people who are in the inner circle and who follow football greatly, like yourselves, you know what Mead are capable of. But I suppose the outsiders there only kind of took note of them there from the from the Armagh game. Mm. So we knew what we were expecting of them when we were playing them in the group stages. We, we knew they were fit. We knew they were strong. I don't know what Murray's feeding them up in Mead, but like God, they can keep going for the 60, 70 minutes, as you said. But uh, look, we've played them now. We know what they're like. As you said, we probably we could have been fortunate, but we grounded out the win. Um, we got to win the last day that was the most important thing but look we know a lot more about them this time around we know a lot more about us and I'm sure it'll be a humdinger but look we're playing one of the best teams now uh, in the country we're into the top four so anyone you're going to be in at this stage is, is going to be good so uh, we're really looking forward to the challenge um, You're back playing football and as you said you're enjoying it again these are the kind of challenges you wanted when you came back these are the types of reaching the business and taking on the Meads the Dublins the Mayos of this world this is where you wanted to be and where the team needs to be but there's been a, quite a few injuries um, in, in the lead up to it hopefully they'll have cleared up by the time the match comes around but I mean for somebody who's enjoying their football and is clearly playing very well at the highest level again these are the kind of games you've come back for is that true? Yeah absolutely um, and I think there's there's something nice about playing a new team you know like Meath came up there from intermediate and have fit into the senior bracket seamlessly as well um, you, know, you know they've put in a serious amount of effort and they had a good young team there from a couple of years ago and, and Murray's taken them up another couple of notches and he's, he's, he's had a good team so like it was, it was kind of nice playing them there a few weeks ago in the sense that like you never get to play we've never played Meath you know so um, they're all challenges that you look forward to you want to be playing against the, big, the bigger and better teams and that's certainly what we're doing at the moment but um, I must say like the standard that has been set across all competitions this, like this year in the LGFA has been has been very good you know there's not too many games in the championship this year whether it was group stages or not that you could call so um, you know look that's that's what the organisation means you don't want you don't want two or three teams treats above the rest, so it's it's great that we can get um, a good standard of of uh, matches there across all all centres, you know. Indeed, and listen, we wish you all the best in the All Ireland semi final against Meath up in Tune. We'll be there with the big red bench um, on the day itself. But Emer, it's great to see you back and great to see you back playing in a Cork jersey and continued success. Thanks so much, sir. Thank you, guys. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Kilkenny ended Cork's intermediate All-Ireland camogie hopes last weekend following a 2-7-0-9 defeat of the Rebels in Kilkenny. Despite that heartbreaking loss, it's been another hugely successful campaign for manager Mark McCarthy and his intermediate panel. We'll shortly hear from the Cork manager, but first, here's Cork captain Ashley Maloney. OK, disappointment for the Cork intermediate camogie Team uh, following their narrow 2-7 to not 9 loss to Kilkenny in the All-Ireland Intermediate Championship last weekend. On the line with us is Captain Ashling Maloney. Uh, firstly, Ashling, commiserations on the result, but in the overall scheme of things, it has been a very positive year for Cork Intermediate Camogie. Thanks, Chair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I suppose looking back on it, I know it's only been a few days and it is still very raw, but looking back on it, I suppose we did have two championship wins and we had a good league campaign as well. So I suppose um, there's a lot of positives to take from this year and a lot to build on, but I suppose it's not really the finish that we wanted and it's not how we wanted our season to end. I suppose we had designs that are going further, but sadly that's fourth, I think. And, you know, on the, on the day it just didn't go our way and you just have to take it on the chin, really. And all we can do now is go back and... I suppose just take the defeat as it is for now, but I hope they come back stronger next year again. Yeah, because look, it sounds from uh, reading Linda Mellerick's Echo report and from um, just online as well, the reaction to it, you were well in the game. There's only a couple of points in it at half time, but this is a very, very good Kilkenny team. But am I wrong? But did you not improve exponentially every game over the last three games? I mean, you had two wins on the, on the bounce coming into it. You were in good form and you played quite well on the day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, last weekend we played Antrim, who were beating all our finalists last year, and we had an exceptional performance. Um, so I suppose we really did have brilliant momentum coming into it. But I suppose going up to Kilkenny on the day as well, you know, we always knew it was going to be a tough battle. And mm. while we did play really well at parts, I suppose we didn't play well for the 60 minutes. And I suppose against good teams like that, you know, like they're going to put in a performance as well. And I suppose on the day as well, you know, not everything goes your way. I suppose it was a windy day and all the conditions and all that given. But um, there was never really a time that we didn't believe that we could still do it. You know, even coming in at the last water break where we level our points down, you know, we were there and thereabouts for the whole game. And we never gave up from the very end. But sadly, we just couldn't get the results. Overall, though, Ashling, as captain of the team this year, like a very positive league campaign, three really good performances in the All Ireland cha- in the All Ireland Intermediate Championship. When you think about that in the grand scheme of things, you look at and I know you've you've seen as well how well Cork Camogie's under 16s, how well their minors and obviously the seniors are going well. Cork Camogie overall is in a good place, and the intermediates have a big role to play not just this year and next year, but but into the future as well. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, in the underage and both in intermediate and senior, you know, there was great performances put in and great results as well. Um, and it's brilliant for us this year. I suppose we had a lot of new girls and it was great to to build a new team and hopefully that next year, like the experience will stand to a lot of girls having a year of intermediate championship under their belts and stuff. So you'd hope that next year again, we can keep building on that um, and just come back stronger again next year. How I mean, we forget very quickly. Actually, you know that we've returned to intercounty and club action coming around the corner. But how difficult was it following COVID just to, for the for the squad to gel? Because you went from not seeing each other for so long to a quite an intense six or seven or eight, even a ten week period where you had to knuckle down and get straight get straight down to business. But how well did the did the squad gel during that time period? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think when you when you put it like that, it's. It was very strange at the start, you know, like even the uncertainty of knowing when we come back and after last year with the second season not being allowed to play and stuff, it was it was very uncertain. But when we did come back, you know, every put in, everybody put in a massive effort. The management couldn't do enough from us, every single one of them. And every girl from 1 to 32 put in a massive effort, training three times a week. And those the sacrifices that you make play at Intercounty. And every girl made those sacrifices as did all of the management this year and just put in a massive shift and it's just it's just disappointing for the year to end the way it did I guess but at the same time at the start of the year when COVID was, was here you know I suppose we all would have taken somebody's hand off to have the opportunity to play in a Cork jersey again and to play championship matches and all of that again so I suppose in that sense it was brilliant to get back and 
to see all of the girls again and to get to see each other three times a week was brilliant and to really build on those friendships that we had from last year and build the friendships with new girls as well. It was really great. Yeah, well said. And how much did you enjoy being captain of this particular group? Oh, I loved every minute of it. Um, well, it's, a, it's a huge honour, you know, for even for my family and for our club, Forty Rovers. But they really are a brilliant bunch of girls. I think, like, not only are we, like, um, a panel on the pitch, I suppose, but we are great friends as well. And, you know, thinking about even tonight not going training on Monday night was very kind of unusual and not seeing the girls again tonight was very strange. But um, they're a brilliant bunch of girls. And from the start of the year, everybody just committed and we all bought into the process and I think that was a huge thing that every girl as I said from 1 to 32 gave it everything for the year so it was a huge honour to be captain of such a brilliant bunch of girls and just finally obviously the championship and inter-county season is over for you but you and I would imagine all the girls on the team are looking forward to the club championship which is just around the corner yeah um, as you say sadly it didn't end the way we wanted to for for work but yeah all of us are back to our clubs now and I suppose at the end of the day without clubs who wouldn't be playing inter-county so that's always a great thing to get back to the club and you know that's where we all started out first day so it's brilliant to get back to the club and have the opportunities now to focus on club for the rest of the year as well it's brilliant Now the season didn't end the way the Cork Intermediate Camogie panel would have wished with a narrow loss to Kilkenny in the All-Ireland Camogie Championship but manager Mark McCarthy has still lots to be proud of and huge steps made over this past year uh, Mark you're welcome to the Women in Sport Podcast Thanks, Chair. Uh, thanks very much. Yeah, look, I suppose you know, come come to the end of the the season now. Uh, we didn't we approached the Saturday's game with the expectation of getting through and and looking forward to a, a potential quarter final or semi final, but unfortunately, it wasn't the case. Uh, at the end of the day, we didn't we didn't perform to the best of our ability. We just have to we just have to you know come to terms with that and uh, and move on. But. Yeah, looking looking back over the season, there, there's plenty of positives that we could take and certainly going in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, from speaking to your captain, Ashley Maloney, I, I made the point, people forget COVID was happening and you didn't get to see the players one-on-one for such a long time. And then you were thrust into a very intense period where you were all together on the training pitch again. Adapting to that um, was not easy from the management point of view, but you did a fantastic job. Absolutely. Look, I suppose... I'm not going to take credit for all of it as well. We had, we had a great management team there between uh, Jerry Ryan, Tom Harrington, uh, Kevin Hannon, Daryl Callaghan, Tiger Laird, and Laura McCarthy. So I must give them great credit for that. I suppose it has to be noted as well that we we weren't sure were we competing in the All Ireland series in the league or championship with with a second team until March. Mm-hmm. Nothing came through from, from Crow Park. So when we were sending out programs to girls and you know contacting players, would they commit for the season? We they really had no idea what, were we in the championship were we not were we in a league campaign so there was a lot of uncertainty I suppose that could have been clarified back in, in January or certainly sooner than March uh, but yeah look going forward for the rest, moving on from that then uh, there was there was plenty of positives uh, but look yeah that's <laughs> it's it's hard to talk about it I I can appreciate that because you put in so much time and effort Mark but look. You have to take a step back from this sometime. The disappointment of losing to Kilkenny in what was a pretty tight game, um, the disappointment is obviously still there. But the steps made by the intermediate team this year, it sounds to me like, from interviewing you throughout the year and from talking to some of the players, this was a very self-motivated bunch. Did that make life easier for you? It is. It is. You know, a lot of the girls there now, coming from 2020, they all felt 
that bit hard done by. Uh, they knew that they had a, there was a potential championship to be won in the 2020 campaign. So as soon as we touched base with the girls from March on into April and into May, as soon as we started phasing into the league, there was a there was a hunger there. There was the drive to the drive to achieve and and try to get silverware out of out of either campaign, the league and the championship. But look, the ultimate goal was to get to Crow Park. Unfortunately, we fell short in that. But as you say, it was, they were very, very self-motivated. It's something that we we're trying to really bring out of every player and making sure that they all stepped up and, and they all showcased what they're well able to do at club. And it's just a case of transferring that into a county setup. How important, Mark, is the intermediate setup in a county like Cork? Look, I suppose there's when you when it come when it boils down to your transition between your minors, your under sixteens into an adult adult grade, it, it's quite difficult to make that step step up. Uh, there would be a couple of outstanding players that can get that, that can make that step step up. But the intermediate grade allows us to uh, you know develop the players that may be on the fringes of the senior panel, uh, who might require a couple of a couple of games just to phase themselves in, get used to the travel, get used to the the physicality that comes and the pace of play that comes with with adult intercounty. Uh, without intermediate, look, we saw it last year as well. There was there was that bit of a gap. Uh, it's definitely required. Uh, and is it benefiting the senior panel? Is it, is it benefiting the girls coming out? I, I think I very much think so. Uh, it's just a case of you know taking a holistic approach and and taking a step back and looking at the quality of players that are coming through from the minors. There's no doubt there over the last number of years with Jerry with Jerry Wallace that they pumped out a number of all Ireland titles there as well. And it's just about, you know, nurturing their ability and, and nurturing what they what they've achieved and making sure that they don't they don't fall off, that they stay in the game, they keep enjoying it. Uh, so taking look, taking all those points into account, intermediate championship itself with the intermediate team in Cork certainly has a place in my mind. And just finally, Mark, from your own point of view, I mean, it's obviously been an intense, a lot of work, a lot of time and effort off the pitch. Um, you know, you've mentioned the importance of Cork Intermediate setup, but as a person who's, you know, putting so much time and effort into Camogie, it must be refreshing, despite the disappointment of losing to Kilkenny the last day, to see Cork at under-16 level, to see Cork at minor level, like you just spoke about, and at senior level, going really well. And I think all the teams in Cork this year have pushed each other um, and benefited from that. Absolutely. Look, when you when you see other teams achieving there now, no matter what level, from 14, 16 minor and, and up to the senior grade, it certainly gives everyone lift. Like yesterday now, when, when you look at the Cork Senior Hurlers winning the game, you look at the minors tonight, you know, they, they inspire each other and they, they definitely, you, you add that bit of, not so much rivalry, but if they're doing it, we have to do it. You know, it creates a mindset of, you're breeding, breeding that kind of winning mentality and, and a bit of competition between teams, which is which is required. Look, if if other teams weren't performing, you kind of drop off. You know, girls wouldn't be pushing themselves as as hard because the perception is we're not a winning county. But as soon as you know you create that winning culture within within the county, definitely it uh, it inspires everyone. The Big Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. The Cork Miners got their 2021 Munster LGFA Championship off to a winning start following a superb victory over Tipperary last week. I caught up with Cork manager Joe Carroll to get his thoughts on a morale-boosting victory and what lies in store for his minor panel over the coming weeks. Right, in a very, very positive week uh, for Cork LGFA ladies football, both at adult and underage, the Cork Miners um, recorded a fantastic 222-19 to win 
over Tipperary in the minor in the in the Munster Minor Championship. We're joined now by manager Joe Carroll. Joe, congratulations on that victory. Thanks, Joe. Um, it sounds like a comprehensive win, but how happy were you with your team's performance? I suppose it was comprehensive in the finishes so we got a late goal they put a bit of a glass in it we were well in charge at all times left gave away a bit of a soft goal I suppose and left them back into the small bit but overall it was a first round we were very happy with the performance in fairness in a, in a very wet night with a lot of heavy showers and the ball was kind of slippery so we were very happy with it Yeah I was going to say that too I mean considering the weather leading up to it like it's typical Irish summer but I mean you would not have I would imagine you wouldn't have played in uh, typical conditions or trained in those kind of conditions No actually it was the the first day that we got we got heavy rain in either any of the matches we had played practice games we had played or the training we we was the first day so I suppose you have to take that as it comes and I suppose from now on we're not going to the weather isn't going to be improving so there's no harm to 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 meet a night where we'd be preparing for for further games down the road that we'd be heavy in those conditions now, before the next podcast, uh, Women's Sport Podcast comes out, you will have played your second Munster Championship game against Kerry Down in Austin uh, Stack Park. But looking ahead to that game, um, how difficult a challenge are you expecting? Oh, absolutely huge. Um, Crockett, under 16, two years ago, I suppose, beat Kerry in a Munster final in a Titanic struggle um, where Crockett were, were in charge of the match. And then Kerry came in charge of the match and were up, I say, six, seven points. It's one stage of the second half and Cork came back and, and Sucker punched him at the finish with goals. So we'll expect a huge, huge challenge. And, you know, hopefully we'll be up to them, we'll be up to them the night from, from Kerry, especially when we have to go to Kerry to play. And that's the thing, you're travelling, Joe, I mean, your team, uh, not that it really matters once the ball is thrown in, but the fact that it's away from home and the fact that the top two teams, uh, you know, qualify for the for the minor final, you would still want to get a victory there just to just to take those two wins into whoever you end up playing in the final. Yeah, well, we'd be lucky to say, I suppose, that seeing as it's a competition, maybe me and the most championship, and we might not be the winners, but we'd be lucky to say we have three games and we are trying to win the three games, and if by winning the three games, we're in the most championship. And we're using that match to improve on whatever faults we had for the semi-final against at the last match against the Prairie, and and to prepare for the final because the final won't be on until the 29th. We may be in the final as it is, depending on the way the scores will go, but uh, we'll be taking our chances and we will be going all out to try and win the match as best we can. As somebody who has given so much time and effort to ladies football, your club, and to the Cork inter-county scene. It must have been especially uh, gratifying for you to see the not just your your own minor team, but the Cork under 16s and the Cork under 14s register wins in the last couple of weeks. The the county seems to be going really well at underage level, which is, in fairness to yourself and all those coaches at the various grades, a fantastic indictment of the work you've been doing, especially during COVID. Yeah, sure, it's, it's absolutely huge, and I think what the pleasing thing about it was everybody was was delighted to get to play a match when there was nothing last year, especially, and I suppose even at this year, you're you're still under the threat that something could happen in your camp or something like that, and you could be ruled out or whatever. So it was great to get to play matches, and it's I think it's a testament to the work being done at under 14, 16, and minor. But there's a lot of work being put in, and there was comprehensive victories. I know there's no trophies on the board yet, but there was comprehensive victories by all three groups three groups in the past week or five so that's very good to see and just finally Joe you've said that you've targeted three Munster Championship wins that's two group wins and a final win we don't know what might or might not happen after that we'll stay hopeful that maybe things will change and people's minds will change we may yet have a minor All-Ireland Championship but what are you looking for more than anything out of the Kerry game and hopefully an upcoming final 
Well, I suppose what we'd be looking for in the carry game now is just a bit more consistency in our play as we prepare and maybe not make some of the mistakes that we made the last night. We know the carry are going to be probably a bigger threat than, than the carry, but at the same time, like, it was good to see that he's on in that since that's talking to the uh, Premier Ground in, in Kerry and a lot of championship matches there, boys and girls have been played there before, so it's good to get in there and to be good experience with the girls and that we will be properly prepared for a Muster final against hopefully Kerry again later on in the month and that hopefully, as you said, that there might be a U-turn and that they've been all learned and that would be a carrot for whoever be in the final, whether it be Cork, Kerry or Tipperary be in the final, it should be a little carrot at the end of the month. To say if you win your Munster Championship that you're going to be playing in Ireland and semi-final. So I suppose that little thing is there all the time. Hopefully there will be a change of mind in it. But we can only do, do what we have at the moment and that's just concentration and carry next Wednesday and then we concentrate on the next match after that. The Big Red Bench. Game on. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's under-16s continued their county's excellent run of inter-county results by registering an impressive win over Kerry last week. Cork manager Dennis Mulvihill spoke to the Women in Sport podcast about all his panel's hard work that's beginning to pay off. In keeping with a very, very positive week for Cork ladies football, uh, along with their minor and under-14 counterparts, the Cork under-16s registered and a very impressive win over Kerry. We're joined now by manager Dennis Mulvihill. Dennis, first of all, congratulations um, on a big win. 2-14 to 3 points over Kerry, a side that you're going to meet now in the Munster final, the under-16A final. But um, I would imagine, as you're probably going to tell me, that there wasn't much to learn in that game, apart from the fact that your team were very sharp and in good shape heading into the final. Yeah, Joe, look, we both went into the game knowing we were in the Munster final because we both beat Tip. So it's probably a bit of shadow boxing from Kerry, but at the end of the day, you still have to look at it. They didn't score a point of play, which from their point of view must be not what they were looking for either. Nobody wants to go into a game and be beaten that well on a run into a Munster final. Now, having said that, we're still well aware that we could see a different team when we meet in two weeks' time. But it was, from our point of view, um, we were able to get plenty of girls' time, which is always good in championship. And I suppose we saw the depth in our squad this week again, which we did against Tip as well. But we have a serious depth in the squad this year. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, you've said that right from the start. I mean, just the process of selecting the squad was difficult enough. But, you know, when you're picking out the positives from that win, as you said, and, and the weekend that's ended with Kelly Harrington, a lot of shadow boxing going on because you both know you're meeting each other in the final. Those kind of statistics really stand out when your defence plays that tight and they're going to have to play that tight and better probably the next day. I agree. Um, and it's something that we probably value ourselves and our forwards even though we have a strong defensive unit but we have them very well organised this year and they seem to have got what we want to do uh, even the three or four girls we brought in during the match uh, they're all aware of what their job is and they seem to be at ease doing it and each they kind of let each other know where they need to be at different times and it's it's a joy to see it working to be honest when it works like that it's um, it's fabulous to see and they're confident having come away from that game as well as a defensive unit knowing that they did what they needed to do um, now they might see a few extra players I'm sure coming at them the next day um, but you know that's a great confidence boost for them as a unit a defensive unit as well which is great yeah, it is. And look, we don't like to pick out individuals and neither do you when it comes to it. But your midfield, Leah Carey the cap, um, from Ireland Rovers, Sean O'Shea from Air Oog, Leah Heffernan, who's the captain from St Mary's this year. I mean, they're just three names there in the centre of that pitch, in their own the centre of that pitch, that have been pivotal for you. Um, how important is the core, the centre of that team to you and kind of the fluid way that you like to play football? Yeah, look, we... 
I suppose there's a style of play that we're trying to develop uh, through the 16s for the last few years. And as was Leah was with us last year, Leah Heffernan, uh, Sean O'Shea and Leah Carey would be new to the scene for us this year. Leah probably came in as a nod because we had an issue with a player there during the week. So we actually, Leah came in, but she's always been knocking on the door and she's extremely versatile player, Leah Carey. You could play her as a half forward, a midfield, a cornerback. In fact, she could do any job fit to be fair to the kid. Um, and when she got her chance, she took it. Um, so it's putting great pressure on some of the other girls that probably would have thought they should have been in there. Um, but that's what you want in a squad. Do you know? um, like up through the middle of that pitch, even you could throw Millie, K- Millie Condon into that group as well because Millie tends to play as a kind of a deep lying half forward for us. So um, we have some serious talent in that team too, to be fair. It's probably the strongest panel I've had since I've been involved with Cork now with nearly five years now. So. Yeah, and like even for somebody as involved with the, in those five years and the amount of players that you would have seen, Dennis, I mean, that's a ringing endorsement, but it doesn't win you anything, as you know very well. Um, and no. like going into a final, it's how do you approach it now as, as a management team? Do you just forget about those two games or do you talk to your players about the good things that they did? Look, absolutely. Look, on a normal thing, we, we'd go in somewhere and we'd reassess the games. And unfortunately, that's kind of taken over our hands. We have yeah. all the video footage and all the bits, but we can't do it. Um, so we talk them through it as much as we can. Um, we generally do a bit of tactic work with them on boards and stuff like that. So during every session, so they kind of get a questions and answering. So everybody knows what they're doing. And if they're unsure, they can, there's no issue with them asking and finding out what they need to do and things like that. But... Um, Look, I suppose what we've said to them is we've seen teams here in the past and I've seen it with my own girl involved going out, beating Kerry, convincingly in a third round or a second round and losing once to finals. Um, mm. And not only that, the same happened with the Camogie. We have seven Camogie girls this year. They won a handsome All-Ireland uh, bar the last game where they were under pressure, but they beat Tip well on the way up. They only won the Munster final by two points. So they know it can swing around on any given day. You know, it's um, And those sort of things... They have their feet on the ground. They know there's a game. We've won nothing. You know? So we'll go into it as a new game and a new challenge for us the next step. We won't be going in ultra confident. We'll be going in the same way as we went every game. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork LGFA under-14 manager Lisa Walsh oversaw her team's recent victory over Tipperary in the Munster Championship. The county's youngest inter-county players were pushed to the limit before emerging with a hard-earned win. Okay, as Munster Championship games go, the Cork and Tipperary Munster under-14 clash that ended 4-14 to 6-6 sounds like it was a cracking game. It was a very close game that Cork came out the right side of. They're into a Munster final and I'm delighted to be joined by their manager, uh, Lisa Walsh. Lisa, how are you? Hi, Joe, how are you? I'm really good. This sounds like it was a tight, tough game and Tipperary had some sort of tactic or some sort of setup that they were trying to frustrate you, but you came out the right side of it. And we did, yeah. So to where we really stepped up the game, I suppose for them it was all or nothing. And their um, their main goal this season was to get to the A final. And this was their, their last opportunity. So they started very, very strong um, with the tactics they used, going very defensive. Um, they, lo- they left a lot of room and um, they, they got three goals quite early in the game. Um, at that stage, we had to regroup so at the water break, uh, we chatted to the girls and, you know, we just said, look, this is the way they're playing. So we just tried to counteract it. Um, and we look, we started getting a few scores then from that. And in the second half, I think we went up by about six points in the, in the fourth quarter. And they brought it back. They got a late goal. Um, so look, we were lucky, I suppose. And, you know, look, we learned a lot from the game overall. Um, 
games. The girls, you know, all, all the other games that we've played to date, they've had really high scores. So it was a very tough physical challenge for the girls. Um, and especially with, you know, going defensive and the girls learned a lot from the game, I suppose. Yeah, that's the thing. As you've said, you've been very successful all the way up with this particular group. And like Tipperary, they're no slouches. They're very good. They're they're big into their ladies' football in that county, as everyone knows. And as you said, they needed to win, so they they, they tried to put whatever it was, get numbers behind the ball and frustrate you. So, irrespective of reaching a monster final, Lisa, is the most important thing coming out of that match the other night what your girls were faced with and the fact that they overcame it. I suppose because look we, we've never I suppose it's their first year playing in the county um, to date we, they've never been chased in a game so it just showed the real heart and you know commitment from the girls uh, especially more so in the second half than the first half I think uh, we they went into the game kind of okay well look you know we, we beat all the other teams maybe we, we have this mentality we'll just play the way we play but we had to change our game to win that um, Pacific game against Tipperary so that just showed the girls that you know the games always don't go your way so I was very impressed by them you know especially in the second half that they came back from being down eight nine points to actually being up six at one point um, so it did show that from the back line to the forward line that we have room for uh, improvement but also that we have room to be adaptable to the you know to the different types of games out there yeah, and as you said, like adapting to those situations is something you can't coach in a training session. You just have to experience it and come out the right side of it. And Cork have done that. Now, the good news is you're into a Munster final against the Kerry team that you faced and beat earlier this year. But you know, as well as anybody else, that the second time around, this is going to be a lot more difficult. Oh, 100%, yeah. We, we know it's going to be very difficult. Um, Kerry have, have seen the way we play from our, our, our first game, so they're obviously going to try to counter to counteract that. They know where our, you know, if we have any weak spots, they know where they are. So we have to kind of mix it up. So in the last few training sessions, we've been working on defence, more defensive roles, um, putting sweepers back in different scenarios, just in case we do come up against that against Kerry. Um, what have you learnt over the two games that you didn't already know, Lisa? Not, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to give away the specifics now, heading into a monster final. But what have you learned from, and your management team learnt probably the most about this group of players in, in those two championship you know, in the boiling pot of a championship game, what have you learned most about this team and this squad? Well, I suppose uh, look, the two the two games that we played in the championship were very very different. But we've learned that the girls like that Cork football is going really in the in, in the positive direction. And um, there's great footballers there that we have on the team, great scorers. We have probably, um, in in my opinion, coaching on the 14s uh, over the last few years, we probably have one of the, the strongest defensive lines. Um, so the the girls themselves obviously, obviously learned all their skills in the clubs we've just kind of fine, fine-tuned them and polished them uh, at inter-county level but uh, we'd be pleased that all these girls will, will go further you know this is only the start of their career so um, even 1 to 30 girls that didn't get on the last game which, you know that get on before everyone has improved I suppose developed over the, over the season even though it was short um, and one of the one of the elements of Cork's success at football at underage and adult level is the competition for places. It's, I, I'm getting to the point now. We say it so often, Lisa. It should probably be on the jerseys, but you know better again, better than anyone else. Looking at the trials, going through all the, the, the so many players that wanted to get on the final thirty, you know now. I suppose, and this is an indictment of the quality of football in Cork. Anyone off that bench can come on now and make a difference. Oh, 100%. And 
and like the subs are just more important than the girls starting and that's kind of the what, what we've portrayed to them you know uh, even girls coming on for 5-10 minutes at the end of games make a big difference and like that depended as well in, in the Tipperary game we girls getting tired because it was a physical game that the girls came the, the girls the subs that came on you know they did, they did a fabulous job so like we like it's not just 1-15 on all court panels I think to cross underage at the moment you know your number 30 is just as good as your number 2 so um, I think that's definitely the way forward you have to have players to come on to, uh, to win games at this level and finally all roads lead to Mallow August the 15th two weeks time now for a Munster final clash a huge game for these girls as you said in their first year at Intercounty what happens between now and then? So um, in, in the next so in the next week or so we have we're actually training um, tomorrow we have two training sessions left obviously we rest the girls on the Saturday um, in them in them two training sessions what we're looking to portray is we still don't have our starting 15 um, uh, the girls know that so uh, even last, the last training session we've had everyone's fighting for a place to start in the Munster final now we are restricted to five subs where, as we weren't prior to this but um, every single girl that we have is, is well capable to come on so um, it's just about getting mentally I think because they're so young it's just the mental thing of being in a Munster final um, we, we've we played our championship games. We were lucky to to win both, but this is the final before, like you know, this is the end of of the season. From unfortunately, as you know, there's no All Ireland, so um, this is it. This is what we've trained for with the trials, all the commitment, all the travel, all lead up to this one day. That's it for another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also listen online at redextra.ie. Don't forget to tune in to the Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan and Valerie Wheeler between 6 and 7pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday. Follow the Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6pm, Cork's Red FM.